Welcome to the Recruitment Hackers Podcast, a show about innovations, technology, and leaders in the recruitment industry. Brought to you by TalkPush, the leading recruitment automation platform. Hello, welcome to the Recruitment Hackers Podcast, and I'm your host, uh, Max Armbruster, and today I'm delighted to welcome to the show, who is Director of Shared Services for IBEX in Pakistan. If you don't know IBEX, you're not in the BPO industry because it's a global player with operations in, I think, in Africa, in Europe, in Latin America, in the Philippines, in Pakistan, all over the world. And they've got thousands of people and they hire about 8,000 people a year in, in Pakistan. And the reason this on today's show is because he was recently uh, awarded an award at the Global BPO TA for the most inspiring TA leader. So voted by, it was the popular vote on LinkedIn uh, with hundreds of people voting from all over the world and some fierce competition pegging Fahad against, I think, some people, some stiff competition coming from the Philippines. But yeah, I guess Pakistan can be proud. They pushed you over the edge and got you the award. Good to meet you again, Fahad. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Max. Thank you for the introduction. It was a great event, by the way. I enjoyed a lot. And uh, yeah, hopefully not blushing right now. <laughs> well, that was a few weeks ago already. So I'm sure the, yeah, the, the blush has gone by now, but it was great to see. I, uh, you know, my marketing team, you know, this could be a tip that could be applied for recruiters. My marketing team talked to me about doing a competition on LinkedIn. And I thought, oh, this is going to make too much noise. I don't want all this attention. And then we saw in a matter of two weeks, the number of followers on our LinkedIn page, which is really hard to get, it, it went up by 50% in like two weeks, considering we're a seven-year-old or eight-year-old company is, is quite a rise. So yeah, basically uh, marketing was right and I was wrong on this one. It was, it was really That cool. was a great idea, brilliant idea. What I've noticed is that these kind of events now, even on digital medium, you have now ATL and BTL activities at the market here. So this is kind of a BTL activity you do. And it, it, it does pay off and it's great. Whoever yeah. came up with the idea, kudos. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, yeah, and then I got you the award too. So double bonus and an opportunity to talk a little bit about IBEX. And before we go there, perhaps um, tell us how, how did you end up in the beautiful world of talent acquisition? Okay, so I've been associated with the BPO industry uh, for almost 20 years now, 19 plus. I started with the operations side of it. And uh, before that, I was in hospitality industry. So in about nine years ago, I was given an opportunity to run the shared services, which started with different control functions. Then the recruitment and training was also added to it. So it was a turning point in 2014. And uh, that's when we decided that with the global BPO focus increasing towards Pakistan, we need to have changes in our support functions. One of them was recruitment and uh, marketing side of it. So we started from there and it's been an innovative year, year of the changes. Uh, definitely, I mean, the vision was right uh, from our CEO that the changes are happening very fast and we're actually still learning and you know change uh, is a constant factor every year for us so that's how recruiting volume in 2014 when you got started and so if i just speak about international it was probably around you know a couple of hundred people in an a quarter you know wow. and now we're sitting about 4000 a year in just international domain 8000 overall in pk 
you know, so it's a big chunk. You kind of came into recruitment, so not the traditional way. You came from operations and kind of running a good shop and making sure you have a high productivity organization. And yeah. you didn't have to sit through thousands of job interviews, recruiting and interviewing candidates. So that's an unconventional way to enter talent acquisition, coming in from operations rather than going through the ranks of being a recruiter, interviewing hundreds of candidates every You were able to skip that step and, and kind of go straight into the orchestrator role. And uh, Well, so I did have some experience on this in terms of when as business side is always involved in the recruitment process. So the interview and the mechanics of interview and the profiling aspect was already there as a requirement aspect, right? But yes, from the TA workshop itself, it was not there, right? So I had certain uh, that the business experience did help me. The operational experience did help me run an efficient workshop, develop the processes. I'm a process guy, so it helped me build the processes that were missing. The framework required overhaul. The past experience helped me build that. So it is not a typical TA shop, that's for sure. I mean, and that's the disconnect that I guess comes when we look at the BPO industry, recruitment process, and the ATS is available in the market, right? And that's where I think the normal recruitment process doesn't help the BPO industry recruitment process, in my opinion. It's just because of the sheer volume that is there. I agree. And I think for having met a number of professionals who came to talent acquisition for the BPO industry in a high volume world that did not come from HR, I have found that they can be very effective and because they're not tied to certain practices and they don't have preconceived notion on how the information will flow. I know that um, Ibex is one of those companies and there's actually you're in the minority, but of the few big companies that have decided to build their own ATS, applicant tracking software, as opposed to purchasing a solution from one of the big vendors like uh, Workday or SuccessFactors or iSims. That's a decision that as a technologist myself, I've, I've often challenged and said, you know, that's crazy. Why don't you use what the, the leaders have already built? Right. And I'm sure that's been a consideration for you guys. So I, I'd really like to dig into that topic a little bit because I do, I, I think we're going to find that some common ground on why the ATSs are not great for what you're doing and why you felt the need to build something in-house. Okay, so two major reasons. One was the disconnect that I feel is there in terms of uh, supporting for the industry. I'll explain that aspect in more detail. The other is obviously the cost factor that was there. We had the leverage of having in-house development team and utilizing them. So it, it, it was an initially in 2014, it was a no-brainer. That we should build our own. Uh, the main aspect that, I, as I spoke to you about earlier, is the disconnect was the solutions that were available. They were only evaluating one aspect of that whole framework, right? Which was the, when the candidate is either assessed at any of the point of the process, right? Process where they're already at the assessment stage. Exactly, right. right. So there's a communication aspect of it too. Well, well, the people are talking to them or engaging them or you know monitoring the digital age it's it's more on the uh, social media now than anywhere else right so that communication aspect is and its monitoring is missing right in most of the ats and for me it is you can skip a lot of processes of physical or the assessments by having more of a communication side to 
improved or integrated, whether it's, you know, WhatsApp, Facebook, Zoom, Skype, mm-hmm. chatbots, etc. But all this combined can need to show the flow of the candidate, right? The life cycle of the candidate, whether it starts from the query and converts into individual an employee, that whole journey needs to be monitored, right? And mapped. I think there's a break that happens, right? So even in right now, the top of the line ATS have the assessment, but the communication is happening separately on the Zoom or somewhere. So from the efficiency perspective, being an operation guy, yeah, I think that is a critical factor because I need to make sure that there's efficiency in the processing too, right? Because that all, just like in customer service, is linked to the experience, candidate experience, customer experience, right? It's like sales. You have to pick a rock guy and convert it into a sale. And Nibex, you obviously know a lot about customer care and you said you're coming from operations. So it's the same kind of approach of managing the customer through its entire life cycle. And you said you had some technology resources in-house. So were you able to pull some of the the technology practices and know-how that applies to customer care and, and, and reapply it to talent acquisition? I imagine... That you said also that Ibex had some internal resources to build its own tech. So did you use the same kind of software technology and methodology and best practices from customer care, building CRMs to handle customer care and reapply it to recruitment? Is that how uh, this, That's this correct. project came in a, about? In a, in a nutshell, yes, that's correct. So the main idea was to move from all manual work or ad hoc automated system to a um, a system that could track all the customer journey, right? And I call them customer, right? They're, we need to make them our customers, internal customers. So that's what the idea came from. We will know where they're coming from, which channels they're coming from, what they were talking about, what they said during the, each phase of the interview, how did they do the, on the assessment, et cetera. All that has to be recorded, right? Including the conversation that happens with our talent acquisition people. So just like a, a call center, right? Yeah, I, I think it's uh, right. It's a very obvious observation. I mean, it, it seems obvious once you make the observation. Maybe it's not yeah. obvious to people who are buying ATSs today. But how come it doesn't record the phone call? How come it doesn't know when I'm on Zoom with somebody? How come I don't get a transcript for every one of those calls? Yeah. I suppose uh, those companies are going to build it if they listen to us, and I'm sure they thought about it themselves. But yeah, it is surprising that they're not built as communication platforms. I yeah, agree. Yeah. That's, that's uh, one shortcoming of the ATS. Agreed. So, and I think everything links to that because your candidate experience is uh, prime, right? And with the technology age, you need to make it easier for uh, them to be accessible to you, whether you're on or not, right? And that's how it should be. We're not there yet. I'm not saying as an organization we're there yet. That is something of we're working on. And it's a long journey. It's, it's a constant evolving journey. You have to stay ahead of the technology and that's a tough task. So as you adapt to new behaviors from candidates, what were some surprising trends that you noticed in 2021? Is the candidates in 2021 a little bit different than 2020 or 2019? Yeah, are you seeing that their behavior is changing, conversion rates are changing, some channels are picking up? Any new trends you can point us to? (laughs) Yeah, well, I wouldn't say from 2020, but from 2019, definitely. The COVID era has given us 
everyone on New Horizon, where they're open to working from all remote locations. They were open to having uh, better internet. They're open to, you know, this becomes more of a now necessity than a luxury, especially for developing countries, right? So people are now not apprehensive of saying, oh, it's, they're not calling me in for interview and they're on, you know, remotely on the Zoom, et cetera. So, and they're, it, it's more preferred now. And over the last one or two years, they have now more focused towards WhatsApp and other communication channels that are instant, right? They want instant gratification. They want instant of what's happened to their applications, when they can come in, when they can have an interview. So that's a change that has come up in during the last two years. I'm shocked when I hear some BPO companies who say they've got a recruitment process that, you know, takes like a month or six weeks. Yeah. How, you can't be competitive with these no. kinds of timelines. Yeah. Even beyond you. one day is someone you might lose. You have yeah. to, I mean, our process is not very efficient in that matter itself right now. That is something at work in progress. We want to make sure that uh, candidate experience, the wait time is less, the interview time is less, the number of steps are less. So that's what we're working on. That's our 2022 goal. The joy of hiring 8,000 people a year is a, a feeling of a job well done. The recognition of your peer is the feeling of a job well done. And, and your team apparently uh, voted you as a somebody they like working with. Talking to Fahad, the manager, and the people manager. What are some of the philosophies or best practices that you abide to as a manager that helps you to manage a team of talent acquisition professionals and keep them on their toes, engaged, excited? Can you point us to you know, some of your philosophy on this topic? If, if you need to refer back to references, uh, if there's some books or you know, literature that has guided your management philosophy? Yeah, well, more than books, I think something you have to, one thing for sure that you have to understand your own self. You have to understand what's your own shortcomings, right? First and foremost, before you can help anyone else, right? So that's a constant activity. It never stops, regardless of the age. People say you cannot learn people's management. I say you can. It's up to you as long as you can decide to that you want to, right? So obviously, I don't remember the book I read a long time ago. There are three types of you know, management style. There was autocratic, there was democratic, and there was networking type. So I always wanted to be a blend of a situational one, right? It all depends what the situation is. When it's stressful, you have to back off, let them you know, be a bit approachable at any time. And that's during the technology era, that has helped a lot, being available remotely, anywhere at any time of the, is the key. My phone is always available to them at any time and to anyone. It's not just my team. You know, since I've worked in operations, I, people have my alumni that has gone out and developed themselves in different organizations. They even, you know, are approachable to them too. So I think being approachable at any time is the key. And for that, it's not just communication part. It's your reaction to the situations too right? How you react. So your response time. I'm sure seven habit is everyone's have gone through that. So one of the key factors is the response aspect. And the third is the how you come up uh, because in a stressful situation with the 8,100 people, uh, you know, odd hiring, there is multiple conflicts that come up, right? And talent acquisition is kind of a role that always has the gray area and a lot of arguments with the 
happens and it's the nature of the game right it's time sensitive so it's going to create yeah. yeah some a lot of the stress territorial disputes yeah and a lot of stress right and that's where i say anyone who has done bpo industry hiring can fit into any of the organizations talent acquisitions because the sheer volume makes you ready within a quarter of for any kind of hiring right and that's where you have to have the conflict you need to be uh, able to provide that third solution the third alternative you cannot just uh, be on you need to be neutral and, and think about the business think about how it you know impacts the overall ecosystem right not just individual or one side but the solution needs to be a blended one so it's a tough thing i'm not always right uh, but that's where the first part of it comes in, where you realize that what you did wrong and not to repeat it, right? That's a good toolkit. I actually wasn't familiar with it, uh, but as you were speaking, I, I was Googling it. Uh, there was, maybe this is what you're referring to, Kurt Levin, the father of social psychology with three types of leaders, laissez-faire, authoritarian, and democratic. And laissez-faire is like, you know, let the situation resolve itself, authoritarian, and democratic is more when you get everybody's consensus. So when faced with a management decision, decide which hat you're going to wear and have a, it's have a situational management. one. Yeah. You cannot be on one. You cannot just be one side. It has to be a situational. The people have changed. The generations have changed. You have to adapt. All right. Great. And one thing that our audience can learn from is hiring mistakes. It's a question I ask everybody who comes to the podcast is to think back on a particular individual hire that was a mistake and where did it go wrong and what can we learn from it so that we don't make that mistake again. Regardless of your experience, you will make that mistake. Let's just be honest with that, right? <laughs> yeah, I, forget it, about it. You're screwed. Whatever you happens, cannot, you're going to make a mistake. You cannot judge what the person is going to do in the next one year or two year in a half an hour interview. And there is no assessment. Regardless, you can find someone with a high IQ. They will still mess up uh, on the real time, right? So the idea is that whoever you hire, hire for the attitude, the, the energy they bring in during that half an hour, right? I mean, it's not a rocket science. Regardless of the job, other than very technical ones, uh, you have time to groom them. You need to give uh, that time, right? You need to be ready to groom and develop them. You need to give your 100% uh, before you decide, okay, no, this was a bad decision. You cannot decide in that half an hour. You cannot decide three months after that. That's why the probation period is there, right? I think that's the right thing. Even after that, if you feel that you haven't given enough from your end to develop that resource, then you're equally at fault, not just in the decision, but also getting them ready for the uh, floor. So let's just own that decision. And uh, obviously you'll uh, have some biases when you go into the next hiring. But again, the key is that your objective and your approach and keep the basic that you're hiring this guy to develop a person to develop into your backup for that matter, or your you know main tier or main resources, someone who can be in future leadership role, right? And that doesn't happen. Uh, in that is very zen very zen philosophy behind whatever happens you're going to make some mistakes accept it coming into the <laughs> hiring profession and do whatever you can to make their experience uh, as positive as possible to give them something good to remember you by <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah absolutely well i can see why you're so popular online <laughs> <laughs>
Appreciate uh, that. Thank you. It was great catching up and thanks for sharing some of your tips and, and thoughts. And um, I, you know, I think uh, you've got a great website coming up. And so if you want, if our listeners want to go and check out the work of IBEX and on the career website and the candidate experience, where do they go and where, where do they go and, and apply? Okay. It's a talentibex.com and it's a new launch. We are also going for an app development right now. So we will have multiple channels available for them. You can also search us on our Facebook page and we are there for you. Come join us. There you go. And don't copy the website. Or if you do, send a thank you note to, to Fahad and his team. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, Thanks again. That was Fahad Subswari, head of shared services at IBEX Pakistan and winner of the 2021 BPO Talent Acquisition Awards for Most Inspiring TA Leaders. And you can see how he is thoughtful about everything he does from the way he interacts with people on a daily basis, whether he wants to be laissez-faire or more authoritarian or more democratic and thoughtful about the systems that he uses, and eventually choosing for IBEX Pakistan to build their own ATS. Hope that was good food for thoughts and that you'll be back for more on the Recruitment Hackers podcast. Thank you.